guys, it's Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we are Paramormal Podcast. We are two moms here to talk all things paranormal. We will provide full body chill episodes of our favorite cases that you will never forget. So be sure to tune in each week to hear new captivating cases based on facts, research, and of course, encounters. Hey guys, we are back with another Freaky Deaky episode that will be sure to leave you guys saying WTF at the end. We are Paramormal Activity. My name is Melissa. And I'm Jill. And today, and wow, today. It's one of those days, guys. One of those days, it always is. Today's <laughs> episode will be focused on the real story behind the haunting in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. But of course, before we jump into this freaky deaky <laughs> episode, we have one of Jill's hauntingly scary Reddit stories. You got it. All right, guys. So this story from Reddit is titled A Walk to remember. Oh, Here we go. You I'm know, thinking of like uh, Shane oh, West and oh Mandy Moore now. So now I'm getting, it's like a tearjerker. Exactly. All right, right. So this is a, it's a good story. All right. So here it goes. It says, this is my dad's story. It's something he experienced as a young boy in Mexico City. My father is originally from a small ranch in San Luis Potosi. Sorry, guys, if I totally butcher that. <laughs> he had a really rough childhood he endured abuse and extreme uh, extreme poverty, which led him to run away from home at the age of 12 to Mexico City. So that right there was like, oh, my God, it's horrible. Now, he was searching for a better life and a means to, uh, to support himself. He found a job at a bread factory called Bimbo. He was, <laughs> I know, the name is like a little, a little funny there, right? <laughs> Get your head out of the gutter, Melissa. So, there you go. That's it. So he was all on his own going to work and living in a type of boarding house with other young men. He lived in a dangerous part of town where he had to catch a train to get to and from work. He had to cross a long road, which was infamous for its murders and kidnappings. Now think, he's 12 years old when he went there, so he's literally a child, which is terrible that he had to basically fend for himself. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Right? So it says, one night after getting out late from work, he was really tired and had to cross this dangerous road in order to get to his train. Before starting his journey, an older woman warned him about the dangers he may encounter. She reminded him of the murders and the kidnappings. My dad was really tired and just wanted to get home. He told her he was going to walk down the road regardless of the uncertainties. Again, remember, he's 12 years old. So, you know, when you're that young, you, you think you're invincible. Ah, you're whatever, still a baby. Exactly. Like, you don't fully you're know not, anything exactly. yet. Yeah. So it said, as he started walking, he met up with a man and his young son. My dad thought to himself, how odd for a father to have his boy walking with him this late at night. It was around 2 a.m. Now, the man started a conversation with my dad, and the man mentioned the dangers of the road and told my dad, well, now there's three of us, so no one will mess with us. They continued to talk about trivial things, and my dad went on and on during the conversation. Now, as he approached the train station, he noticed he was no longer accompanied by his new male friend and his son. They were gone. They had vanished. My, my fa- right? Like, right there. I'm like, oh, my Ooh, God. Chills. And he's having a whole conversation. It's not like he just saw something in the distance. Like, he was talking to them, walking with them. So now it said, my father looked everywhere for them. They were still deep into conversation, and just like that, the man and the boy were gone. Looking back, my father believes the man and the boy were spirits protecting him from the dangers that he could have encountered. They made themselves visible to make it appear as if he were not alone. He reassures me it is a walk he will never forget. 
Oh, right? that's like, that, that's so sweet. It is. It's like a, it's a really cute story. It is. It is. Know? And, you know, and it, it makes you kind of think like, did we have like any of this, any, right? any of these type of experiences growing up? Like, it's true. It, it's, oh, well, thank God that was, who would have known? I think known a 12 year old boy, 2 a.m. Walking home from work, that it's terrible. Well, that itself should be illegal, I, but yeah. I agree. And it's, geez, for that to happen, I mean, thank God. some He definitely has some beautiful angels watching over him. That is for sure. Yep. Unlike this family that we're oh, about yeah. to discuss. But, of course, before we jump into tonight's story, um, this, of course, uh, follow us on Instagram, Paramomal Activity Podcast. Mm-hmm. We are on Twitter as well, Paramomal P. And if you are listening to us on Spotify or iHeartRadio, please follow us, please rate us, and please leave us a comment. We love to hear your thoughts. Yep. Okay, so talking about butchering a name, I'm definitely going to butcher this family's <laughs> last name. I apologize in advance to the real family out there that this is based on. But um, like I said before, we are talking about a freaky deepy, freaky deaky, <laughs> can't speak tonight, guys. <laughs> episode, um, and it's like well, I like remember seeing this movie theater, uh, this movie theater, <laughs> this movie in a movie theater. Get your crap together, Melissa. Get seriously, it? yeah, for real, girl. Uh, back in two thousand and nine, like with my ex boyfriend, I was like, you know, like I I always love these type of movies, and every time I would find someone to go with. Like, I was he always, was like, dragging yes. him along, yeah. So, I mean, he seemed, like, okay going with it. But I just, like, remember going with him. It was just kind of, like, this is a weird-ass movie. I'm, like, but I love it. Yeah, now, see, I feel like I liked the movie. But then again, I'd have to watch it again now because this I, is I started watching a little bit again. Then, of course, it didn't match up with my daughter's naps. Um, of course. I, I don't like it, really, is now that I've seen other scary movies. It's mm-hmm. definitely not one of my favorite ones. Um, Doesn't compare. No, no. But, um... It's this movie's gonna outdate me, but it's you know the, as you guys are aware, you know the, the haunting Connecticut. It was made into a movie in two thousand and nine. It is considered a psychological horror mm-hmm. film, so you got put that one the word psychological there. Yeah, there you go. Um, and the film focuses on the Snedeker. I think that's how you say it. Family. Yes, yeah, yeah, Snedeker. Snedeker. Sne- I like Snedeker I better. I, I again, we apologize <laughs> if we mess this up. But for going forward, we're going to refer to them as the Snedeker family. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, the Snedeker family. Okay. <laughs> and, 19, and, and in 1986, the Snedeker family rented an old house in Southington, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Alan and Carmen Snedeker moved into the home with their daughter and three young sons. They chose this location due to their son having Hodgkin's Hodgkins, Hodgkins. Yep, you got it, Hodgkins. Thank you. <laughs> Lymphoma and needed to be closer to the hospital where he was Aww. being treated. The family was struggling financially and chose the home due to affordability. Like, that's like a tearjerker there. That's like hard. You know, it I is. know like, when, you, when you have one kid that's sick, I mean, I can't even imagine having a kid with that's yep. sick with a terminal illness. Like, it's financially, it drains the family that you got to, you and know, now think they moved do to what you got to do. That's affordable, but little do they know what's waiting behind these doors in this house. Supposedly, Ugh. yes. Yes, well, <laughs> supposedly, exactly. Um, and shortly after moving in, Carmen finds very strange items in their basement, such as tools used by morticians and embalming tables. Mm. Okay. I would be like, hell the fuck no. I could not live there. But no. also, can I just say something like, 
I, maybe I'm like thinking now because it's like yeah, back did you in go 1986. An open house or but, like, like, aren't you looking at the house before you move in? Like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I it's... would have noticed those mortician tools and embalming tables and been like, hell no, not exactly. Where no I, was, I mean, knowing my dumbass, I'd be like, oh, what is this? Yeah, wow. But like, you know, yeah, like that should have definitely rang a bell because she, yep. you know, from my research, it. Or do they just buy it sight unseen? Like that's it. That, like, that's what I think. That yeah, that's what I think they probably right did. like a sight unseen thing. I don't know. Probably, but I get it. You know, the family is struggling financially. They want to be closer to the exactly. hospital for the son. Like you got to, like I said, you got to do what you got to do. It's we're, true. It's true. You know, we're not. This episode might come off as victim shaming. We're not victim shaming at no. all. We're not like that. But um, you know, some things in this in this case, it's gonna gonna be like what the hell mm-hmm. like you, you just are you just can't help it um and shortly after so they yeah shortly after moving in they found all those weird things and then the family realizes the home that they're occupying was once a funeral parlor they yeah. realize that quite quickly i think oh god but this is this is one of the wtf moments guys they decide to convert the embalming station room for their three sons to live in why that right there. I'm Why? Sorry. Why do you hate? Like, I'm sorry, I'm not victim shaming, but do you hate your kids? Like, I would never be able to have Charlotte sleeping in a mortician's room. Like, no, I, I just never would. No. I, I mean, like, is there unless there's no other rooms in the house? But then, like, even I would, then, I feel like I would take that. Yeah, room, exactly. Right? I would just, and in the movie, it's like in the base. It's very, very creepy in the oh, movie. Oh, it's of eerie. Yeah, Hollywood. I, yeah, they but, have um, to throw it in. Yeah, but then of of course. The oldest son is then going to start to complain mm-hmm. that he's seen ghosts and terrifying visions. The experiences then, of course, begin to spread to other family members. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to be living in a room where dead dead members, dead members, dead bodies were And prepared. think of how many yeah. were probably, I mean, come on, a funeral parlor, that, uh, hundreds. I don't know how long it was. I don't know. I'm not aware of that. How long it was a funeral parlor before that? Well, we're gonna get get all into that later right. on because this case is just very very yes. interesting. Um, and then, you know, the eldest son then begins to have a personality shift. Mm. He ends up attacking his cousin, and then shortly after that, he gets diagnosed with schizophrenia. Mm. Now, if you guys listen to our interview that yep. we posted last week with Richard Leal, you know, I kind of brought that up. You know, do people that get diagnosed with these, you know, disorders, are they do they really have these disorders or are what they seeing is like legit spirits? Like you, you, you'll just, will never know. Like schizophrenia, yeah. hallucinations, you know, so that's. Is it just, I, we're not like some of us aren't capable of seeing that. So we diagnose them with something, but they really are, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, is that just, you know, you just covering up what they're having, you know, because yeah. no, you're right. Put a name to it and you just don't understand the spirit world to maybe dig deeper. I don't know. No. Yeah. But then like, you know, of course other family members are affected. Carmen begins to notice items missing, and I don't know if you guys have dealt with the spirits yourselves. I personally have, and, like, the one thing that they like to do is they like to mess with your stuff. I hate it. It's, like, the one thing that I hate. Like, just don't mess with my time. Like, it's always, like, stuff that, like, you're trying to run out the door, and they're, of like, course. and you can't find it, but then, like, you find it in a weird spot, and you're, like, okay, I did not put it there. Yep. Like, I know I have mom brain, you know, I'm, I but know I'm back in sleep, yeah. but, like, no, I'm not... I don't have, you know, Alzheimer's. I, I know where I put stuff for the most part. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, is definitely a red bell. This part, um, I have to warn you guys, it's a little bit... Oh, yeah, this is... A little bit... Uh, if you it's trigger... It's very difficult to digest any of this. Yeah, although well, no, this is... Yeah. So then, 
going forward, Alan and Carmen, they both claim to have been raped and sodomized by ghosts. I can't imagine that if that is for real. Like, that's just got to be beyond traumatic. I can't even, mm-hmm. can't even fathom thinking about that. But if that happened to me, like, I would be out the second that I was able to escape that attack. I mean, what it's... Why know. would you? It's like you're living in a house with your rapist, and like yeah. you have the ability to escape, like you do. Yeah. You know, like if something like that is severely happening to you, like your son is being severely affected, you guys is, you guys has got sexually attacked. I mean, yeah. You move out. You move out. You just don't. You don't stay there. You just. No, you you're just right. don't. So that's a lot of times. A lot. I mean, a lot of people are really skeptical of that claim because it's mm-hmm. just kind of like. WTF? Like again, I'm not victim shaming. That did really happen. That's just beyond terrible. But I don't know. I I, I don't know. I it, I, yeah, I no, can't yeah. fathom staying in the house that that happened to me. Because I would think, okay, if they just did that to me. What the hell are they doing to my kids? Exactly. Like if they're able to do that to yeah. me, like they're able to do that to my kids, and that's just the you know more, most disturbing thing. And like you said, traumatizing they have thing. the capability to leave. Obviously, we don't know their financial situation, but at that point, finances should go out the window and you just want to get the safety of everybody else and you figure things out. You know, it's like, yeah. you, you would think. You would think, exactly. And then Carmen also states that she claimed that one day she was mopping the kitchen floor and the water turned suddenly blood red and smelled of decaying flesh. To me, okay, like, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. That could have been a dream. That could have been, you know. That's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that part. To me, I'm not really buying that. Yeah. She could have. You know, sometimes they even say you convince yourself sometimes. Not saying that maybe she didn't see something, but did it really happen? Or was she just psyching herself out and, like, convincing herself this? I don't know. It's tough. I don't know either. I, I really don't. But then this is something that I learned while researching this case, that the Warrens were involved in this case, which I had no idea. Oh, I didn't either. I don't think that this movie was made by the same directors mm-hmm. and um, producers of the Conjuring series. I could be wrong. Don't come at me. But I don't think that, that the movie is made. It's definitely not as good as one of their franchise mm-hmm. movies. Um, but, yeah, the Warrens get involved. They arrived, and they proclaimed the Snedeker house to be infested with demons right away. They declared that the morticians that worked there practiced necromancy, which is the supposed practice of communicating with the dead, especially in order to predict the future and infuse the home with deep evil. And you kind of see that in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- anytime you, try, you, you, know, you look to summon spirits, it's, you're not doing it the proper way. There's going to be damage. Um, oh, you're right. You know, I guess they were able to, to somehow tell that right away. I don't know how. They didn't really give much details on that. They um And the Warrens pretty much do an exorcism on the property, and then they declared it safe for the family to return. And that was pretty much it. They moved in there, but they lasted a total of two years before they moved out, which is two years, two years too, too yeah. long. I would have been out. Yeah, and you just, you know, you guys got to, now that, now that we know the Warrens are involved, it's, you know, 1986. Mm-hmm. You know, this is still on the high of the Amityville, you know, um, and all the other cases that, you know, similar in this time period, especially with um, The Devil Made Me Do It Too was not far off. You know, it's still relative to the time of all these stories popping up. 
Okay, so this is definitely, you know, and you guys are going to hear this. You guys are like, okay, guys, this is definitely bullshit. And I, you know, I, I, I'm leaning towards this whole thing being bullshit, to be honest. But this is where it gets interesting, mm-hmm. you know. You never, you know, heard concrete proof of the Warrens, you know, making things up or, you know, trying to earn a buck. I'm not saying that they do that, but, you know, there's no, been a lot of skeptics, of skeptics out there. But this is just very, very, very interesting to me. When I read that, like, read this, my jaw dropped to the floor. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> But um, the m- most of people find it are skeptical of this whole scenario because of the living in the house for two years before leaving, and then the the, the story became mostly popular due to um, a horror novelist, Ray Garden. He published a book in 1992. It's called "In a Dark Place: The Story of a True Haunting." He was hired by the Warrens, mm. so you know, books, movies, like that's the goal. It looks exactly. like here. Um, and Garden interviewed all family members about their experiences and realized a problem. He stated, I found that the accounts of the... Invi- that Oh, my God. I cannot speak to... It's all right. You got it. <laughs> I, I got it. You were cheering for me, right? I got gotcha. you. I found that the accounts of the individual Snedekers didn't quite mesh. They couldn't keep their story straight. I went to Ed, as in Ed Warren, yes. with this problem. And he just goes, oh, they're crazy, he said. You've got some of the story. Just use what works and makes the, re- and makes mm. the rest up. Just make it up and make it scary. Oh. So that quote is out there for anyone to research. It's yep. not, you know, I don't know. First of all, I'll be upset that I hired Garden because I'll be like, dude, like, you're outing me? Yeah. Like, why are you releasing that, you know? Oh, definitely. That's a little, I don't think he was supposed to say that. Listen, you hear that again, you you hear that, and you just think, you know, right away, okay, this is the guy's basically saying that Ed made, made him make up a story. I don't know. I, I think what happened was the story could have just been a little bit blander that you add some things to make yeah, it seem. there might have been a little truth to what was taken, and they, they ran with it. Yeah, it's kind of like based on a true story when you see that, you know, mm-hmm. pop up on the screen, like, you know. Some of the facts are true, but, you know, you got to make it appealing for the audience. It's so true, especially Hollywood. Come on now. That part doesn't, you know, yeah. make me skeptical. What makes me skeptical is that none that these stories didn't match up. Kids, I wouldn't, you know, kids, depending on the age, you know, that they, they maybe they don't remember fully where everyone had a different experience. Yeah. So, maybe, you be. know, they don't really, you know, I, I wouldn't really count on a kid as having a straight story, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting to hear that none of the family members basically said the same thing. Oh yeah, I, I mean that's I, I a red like to, flag. In yeah, itself. I would like to see what what the, what um Mr. and Mrs. Snedeker said, mm-hmm. but Carmen and Alan. But I, I I don't know. To to me that that definitely is a red flag. A lot of people saw that as a red flag. Um, and then lastly, by the owner, the owner claims that there's no record of the home ever being a funeral parlor. And no one else who ever lived there was plagued by evil spirits. Yeah. So uh, how they, I I heard that, but then like, I'm kind of thinking like, okay, is the owner, because the the landlord wants to make money, are they just saying this so they, you know, they can, you know, have an income by someone, by a family living there? Like, you know, I find you're going to downplay everything. Is it public knowledge? I couldn't find anything on there. You know, you just, every research you find is, you know, based on it assuming yeah. to be true because of this whole situation. But you would have to dig through, I think, archives to really see that. But, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, how do you just make up? No, you're right. You I know, don't know I, 
you know, this was also the era, like we said, the era of like the Amityville horror. I feel like maybe they could have been like, okay, there's creepy stuff down here. Like, let's run with it. Let's make a story. Let's make, yeah. Let's we, make we some money this, off you know. this. You don't know, unfortunately. And Connecticut, you know, it's, the Warrens lived in Monroe, Connecticut. I'm not sure how close that is, but that's the same state. So, you know, they could have been definitely, definitely very easily accessible to get, you know, to each other. Oh, yeah. And like you said, it could have just been something they saw that was creepy and then they just went with it. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. But um, that definitely, you know, because I read it and now that I'm like thinking about it as like reading it to you guys, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. It's just like yeah. I'm 50. Like I'm always, like I'm always 50, 50 torn things. You know, I hate the idea of someone making up a story. Yep, Especially it, if it's for fame or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It may be, and also, know. I mean, the family has like the poor kid. Yeah. You know, going through all the treatments, like, you know. Ugh. But then again, you think, okay, they maybe maybe they need money. Yeah, that could be too. So are they looking at it as a way, like, there might be a little truth to the story, but did they kind of elaborate on things and add in details so that they could form a Hollywood-type movie, which yeah. it did turn, and then they... Yeah, but years later, do you think 2009? I know, I know, it's true. 1986. They might have thought at the moment it would have... Who knows? Yeah, it's possible because the Amityville Horror, and that, that became a movie very fast and everything. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I'm i torn. What do you think, Jill? What's your final decision on this? I don't know. When you listen to it all, like as we say it out loud, I feel like some of it sounds like very far-fetched. And I don't want to say, like you said, I don't want to be like, oh, we're, you know, shaming the victims here. But I don't know if I truly believe everything. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, to... to to plainly say that you that you've been raped and sodomized. I, I mean, know, that's I a do. big deal. That is. And if oh my God, if that really did happen, that's terrible. Like that's a I can't even imagine the But I, I don't know. I feel like the story just doesn't add up together well. I do think, like you said, that maybe they found something in the basement or in the house itself that led them to think it was creepy or something was off. But I I don't know. I don't know if I truly believe everything that's, that they're saying. Yeah, that th- I think that's that's to be my my final uh, you know thoughts about this case. Yeah. It was definitely very interesting to research, and every time I get yeah. something would pop up, I'm like, ooh, ooh, you know, because it's definitely you know, it's definitely an interesting one. I mean, I never, from my knowledge, from my research on all other cases, you know, even before we started this podcast, mm-hmm. I never I never heard of the. Of being raped and like sodomized by yeah. that's to me is just like it's just mind blown. It's like, no, it is. It's ugh. I mean, if that's me true, when I read that part, yeah, I, I mean, like, if that's true, who's the se- that means no, the spirits could be extremely, yeah, extremely powerful. But you know, it, maybe there were seances performed there, and you know, and there was something you know demonic let into the house. I mean, who knows where bad mm-hmm. spirits let in? You know, who knows? No, it's true. But lasting two years there, I mean, come on. Even the even the Lutz family didn't last that long. Oh, no, I would have been out. Yeah, I mean, if you guys have lived in any form of a haunted house, like, you're you're out. I mean, I'm talking, like, real haunted, not, like, little things here and there, but, you know. Yeah, and if you're being physically, like, Armed, this yeah, story, you're I out. mean, yeah. It's one thing to be emotionally, which that in itself, I would still be out. But this, to this extreme, there's no way I feel like that you'd endure that for that long. Like, I just, I don't know. No way in hell. I'm at a loss. I am. But I would like to rewatch the movie again, to be honest, because it's been, I know that it's totally, but just to, just to, yeah, just to watch it after, especially just watching the newest Conjuring. I, 
I'd like to which, see this. Which, let us know, guys, if you did see the newest Conjuring yeah. movie. I know we, we did do the um episode two episodes ago, so if you haven't heard that, definitely listen to that one because that case is very, very interesting. That the first is. time that is, that that a um spirit has been brought into a court case. I, I'm trying to to I'm trying to not use the word demon as much because you know who knows if demons really do yeah. exist, but um, there's like a whole TikTok thing going on. It's me and my TikTok. It's so funny because <laughs> Jill doesn't watch any TikTok. I know I'm the worst. I'm like still like an old person, not caught up with TikTok yet. <laughs> I started I started using it during um during the quarantine, like you know mostly watching yeah. videos, and we started putting some um videos up on TikTok. I'm not the best. I'm learning, guys. I apologize. Mm. But there's a big, whole big thing on TikTok of how you can be possessed by watching this movie. I don't buy that, but it's definitely very interesting to hear. And you see, yeah. you hear some interesting, interesting, you know, telltales on that. Let us know, guys, if you guys would like us to cover a type of episode on TikTok encounters. Because there's definitely a lot out there and there's definitely a lot of yeah. accounts that report you know, of them being haunted and stuff, and those can easily be, you know, shown to be fake. But I always find them interesting. I'm, I'm a sucker for anything, guys. That's my problem. Oh, yeah. No, but so am I. That is my problem. So am I. But, yeah, I mean, this this case is definitely, I think this is the easiest case to debunk, I would say. I would, that, too. Like that, that we Because I feel about. like there's, first of all, I feel like there's not much evidence supporting what they technically witnessed. And then... I mean, come on, what you said towards the end, what Ed Warren stated. I mean, that right yeah, there I mean, just to, makes you feel. I know a lot of people would hear that and they're like, come on, guys, seriously. I know. You know, I don't know. I think that the, the case, you know, no, the, the straight facts, the, the bare bone facts could have been a little bit boring for to make a whole book about it. You know, this is going to be a shorter yeah. episode for you, for you guys because you know and I know a lot of you guys don't mind because it's hard to listen sit down and listen to a 45 minute hour episode no it is especially with kids we get it I mean even if you don't have kids you got Sometimes shit to less do less is more like you get less is more that's, right that's what I say when I, when I don't clean the house yeah, there you go that's what I said to Melissa tonight when she came over <laughs> dramatic ass Jill always but I like I always tell my husband when you're lying don't make it so crazy like it's minimal. Dude. You're right. Minimal. It's true. Like when you start adding crazy things, like okay, I, I'm gonna call you out. Like just keep it simple, and that's yep. that's what I wish I could tell these people. If they are lying. Like, listen, you had a you have a scary case. You moved into a home that had embalming tools, you know, mortician tables, all that stuff. Like it's scary. Yeah. You don't gotta tell much more to make people believe that this house is haunted. No, you're right. It's like they got carried away almost with stuff. Yeah, it I mean, comes where you're on the fence, like definitely. Eh. And also, like if you got raped or sodomized, I mean, there's no police reports <sighs> on this or anything like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know either. That to me. <sighs> Let us know what you guys think. Yes, yeah. please. And again, we're not victim shaming. I hope to God that they did. Make that up because again, that would just be yeah. beyond terrible. But let us know what you guys think. If you guys are familiar about this, did you guys forget about this movie? Because I kind of did too. Because we were talking the other day, we're like, "Oh, what should we talk about?" This, I did until you this brought week. this up. And I'm like, you know, I know you guys like these cases. We get the most views on cases from these big time Hollywood scary mm -hmm. movies. So I'm like, we gotta talk about this. Yeah, we gotta talk about this. And I mean, there's obviously tons and tons and tons of movies, but. 
I'm so picky when it comes to my movies. I love them, but I'm like, I'm still waiting for that I one know. to be like the, the Conjuring. I know, and I haven't found another like that. The that Conjuring, could win, no. That could win an Oscar and Emmy. Oh, 1,000%. Is, is that for movies? I don't even know. <laughs> I, I think. Whatever the movies, want, Oscars, <laughs> I, I know the Oscars. are. I don't Emmys, think the Emmys, 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 Emmys are the music, maybe, or maybe I'm like, TV shows. God, I don't we should just know. stop talking. <laughs> we <laughs> should. We're, we're done. Both of our daughters, we always say, like, that they'll have to call each other. They both have yep. these fake phones. And right now, they're, they're both teething terribly. So oh, yeah. They're both having, you know, Protesting naps, oh. bedtime. Yep. This protesting life, man. <laughs> Just, dude, like, go to sleep. Like, <laughs> I'm tired. You put, must be tired. Put me in the crib. Put on that soothing spa music. Yeah. Put me in a comfortable little, like, sleep sack. Man, that's yeah, you don't give gotta, me a bottle. <laughs> give me a bottle of Jack and, yes. <laughs> and piss the out. There you go. I will sleep until th- three days from now, man. Yeah, you don't have to worry. Just let Seriously, me go. put a diaper on me so I don't have to get up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> They don't have it. They don't realize how lucky they have it. It's like everyone that everyone that listens to us that doesn't have kids are probably like, what the heck are yeah. these whack jobs Oh, you'll about? learn one day. You'll learn. You will learn. Or you might not learn, and then you'll be considered lucky. There you go. It's true. Then you'll think we're crazy, but no, we're not. We're I not. love I love this baby girl that I have. I would never trade her for the world, but some of this stuff. Yeah. You're like, and I turn to my mom, and I'm like, did I do this? And she's like, yup. I'm like, Yep, it's many use. That's what Payback. happens. So it definitely is payback for all the years that we gave our parents stress. Yes, yes. And we had a fabulous interview last mm-hmm. for last week's episode with Richard Leal. And I actually had a reading with him yes. two nights ago. And it was fabulous. He's just awesome. His energy is, is just out there. I mean, definitely def, him and Patty, I've had my best psychic readings from. And I've seen... Like, probably 50 psychics, because I love that shit. I'm always like, tell me this, tell me this, tell me this. But he, like, really went into went into things. And um, for those that listened to Patty's episode with us and how she how we discussed, um, you know, ha- dr- having dragons and, you know, mm-hmm. your, your kids talking to the dragons, you know, and promoting protectiveness over them. And even for adults that, to have the dragons, you know, to manifest what you want out of life through them. So the first thing he said was, um, he sort of, like before I even like really talked to him, he obviously we greeted each other because he's just a doll. I love and, him. Oh, me too. I want to put him in my pocket and just carry him everywhere. But <laughs> I hope he's listening to this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He'll be like on the floor laughing. But um, the first thing he saw was um a dragon. I'm like, oh my god, that's my dragon. And it's like it's funny because we've given we've given out so many dragons to so many people, and I'm, and everyone loves them. Everyone loves the concept. Everyone's been feeding them. I, well, I guess giving them hydration. I actually had to pour some more. I think mine is, my guy's done using. A little dehydrated. <laughs> he might be a little dehydrated. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm going to check on him. Give when... him a high noon. He might like that. Sober. I, was, I mean, yeah. not sober him up, but you know. Yeah, we got to keep him drunk to keep him more. <laughs> <laughs> the more drunk he is, the more he'll say yes, right? There you go. That's how it works. But let us know, guys, if you guys... um. Did get yourself a dragon? If I'll listen, if you want a dragon, DM us. I'll send you one. I have like seventy five of them. I wore like a multi pack on Amazon. <laughs> I have no problem sending you a little dragon of love. But um, also, if you do want to go ahead and book Richard, um, definitely go ahead and look him up on Instagram. He is Richard Leo Lillard on Instagram, and you can look him up on his website, gentlemanpsychic.com. 
I believe that is it. Please don't kill me, Richard Leal, if that is not it. I'm pulling I believe my... that's correct. I hope I didn't pull that out of my butt. You might have, but I think you got it correct. I know the Instagram is definitely at Richard Lael Lillard. Yes, his Instagram is Richard Lael Lillard, and his website, which I'm going to pull up now, is thegentlemanpsychic.com. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of myself. I didn't, butcher, I didn't butcher that. Contact him. He'll get, he, like, answers so quick. He's he's the best. He's seriously. That reading was so good. I'm trying to get Jill to get one, but Jill's, you know. I know. I'm just a baby scared, with She's scared of her own shadows. So. I am. I, I'm like, oh, God, guys. That's Melissa keeps me going strong with all this. I'm good with the research. I love investigating, like, all this, uh, you know, all the different cases we do. But I'm a baby. We, we're going to get her out in the in, in the real world yeah. of, of the ghost soon. God bless. <laughs> say a prayer for me, guys. <laughs> we will need to say a whole church ceremony for you before we go. <laughs> but I'm excited, guys. We have a lot planned in the future. Yep. So thank you again for sticking with us. Thank you for enjoying this ride with us and listening to this episode. Again, we love to hear what you guys have to say about how we're doing and everything and how this episode is. So definitely please leave us comments on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, on Instagram, on Twitter, and you can even email us mm-hmm. at para- psychic activity. Oh my god, psychic activity. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, I'm done tonight, guys. Paranormal activity podcast at gmail.com. I am like Yeah, she's fried. I am fried. I I can't. I wish it was too much money. I know. Too much baby. There you go. (laughs) And the spirits. Both. That's it. It's everything hitting at once. But thank you guys for listening with us. And safe, safe. And we will see you guys next week. Goodbye.